tissue box underneath our TV okay. entertainment you center. You found thing. a tissue box what underneath. Is a tissue box. I just assumed it was empty. It, yeah, it's your, it's your tissue unopened. box. I'm sure. Oh, I haven't bought. I mean, whatever. There's a tissue box, like a full-on like puffs, like yeah. Not even like those little. It was like a lot, like elongated. Okay. Like rectangle ones. Would you like me to get them for you? Is my main point. Oh yeah, you, I was waiting for you. To, I was waiting for you to get to the point of what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I didn't get high before I started. God damn it! I mean, it. Well, what we could do is always... two starts, three starts. Listen, I put my then coffee. You need to get you some. Put my coffee. Whatever you need, because I'll get it for you. Well, you've been real sweet for the today. Next, just for the next hour. You've been real nice. What did you do? <laughs> I don't know. Can I see? That's the thing. It's like I, I try to be nice, and now it's like you can't be trusted. Yeah, you can't be trusted. I can't trust you, girl. Don't trust me. Oh, girl, it's been a it's been a minute, girl, since uh, I want to say it's been since November. It has been that we've podcasted. Damn, you're just going in. I thought today we were, or no, that's tomorrow. We decided. No, I'm doing. I'm fine today. I'm making a pot roast. I don't know if it's going to go well. Is that a, is that a weed joke? No, but it's a, it would be a good one. <laughs> I can't get comfortable in this goddamn chair. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. It's, it's, been still, a, it's been a minute, guys. Still not comfortable, but you know what? You want this pillow, girl? You no. Want pillow? No, this is a good pillow. It's just my ass is too wide. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Welcome to Adventures in Roommating. Welcome to Adventures in Roommating. It's a podcast where a couple of, of friends... friends. Uh, still... I'm not going to, first of all, I'm going to start this off with not apologizing to anyone. No. Because. No one to apologize to. Because normally I would have said, I'm sorry that you haven't had a podcast since January. (laughs) And that's because a lot of things. But I'm not going to say that because I don't feel sorry for not posting a podcast. We were dealing with life. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who should. The last time. We've both been through a lot. Oh, yeah. The last, the last time you saw us, <laughs> or heard us, uh, as it were, uh, Keith was about to go on an, an epic adventure, adventure, an epic adventure, and I Across was about the to, world. yeah, I was about to be home for a month, <laughs> and have a whole place to have yourself, a whole for a place month. to myself, and some of those, yeah, those things happened. Mm-hmm. You want, do you want to talk about your trip? Well, this is going to be a bit of a bittersweet episode because, uh, yeah, I mean, my trip was great. Yeah. This was back in November. Yeah. Um, I didn't get back to the States until a few days before Christmas in December. So, yeah, it was like a full-on month. Yeah. And I don't even know where to begin, Beebs. Um Yeah, girl. Well, you left and you went, you went to different countries. I went to Southeast Asia. I flew into Bangkok. We were only there for the first night and okay. then immediately left at like... 5 a.m. the next morning for Cambodia, mm-hmm. or Cambodia, as the Germans pronounce it, which is there very you go. strange. Things you learn. I was the only American on the trip until like the last 10 days or so. Yeah. Um, this one other, actually these three girls joined our group. Two were Aussies and Aussies, I should say, and one was American. Okay. But um, yeah, girl, it was just, an, uh, it was everything I hoped it would be. It was definitely what I needed. Yeah. Um, I met some amazing people. We were all friendly. Like, there was really no one bad apple in the group. Okay. Which is more than I can say than the other group that was traveling with us for <laughs> maybe a week or two. Um, <laughs> okay. But I loved it, girl. I mean, I would live there in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, there's even a part of me that thinks I might move there to teach English. Yeah. 
I don't know. I still got to figure out like the rest of my life and and all that still first. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> nor do I feel like people really care. <laughs> so uh, what I can say is that I shot a lot of videos. I was see a lot of photos and a lot of photos. And I think I will be putting together some content uh, over the coming months. Will you gonna give us content, Beebs? Yeah, girl. I wasn't sure if I was just gonna like edit the videos together or if I'd make like an actual like maybe like a pseudo vlog out of it. Okay. I think what I'm gonna do is make it like a vlog, but a bit more documentary-ish. Okay. Like talk about just like looking, just like today. reflecting back on. What you did and then just showing some of this stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, and I want to make it like a story because I think instead of just being like, all right, I'm going to Asia and here we go and here's the footage and like my commentary on it. Like I want to, even today, I just thought like, all right, I'm going to set it up so that like my year last year was a shit year and here's why and this is what happened. And so ultimately. Oh yeah, the build up to it. Give the full story. From all the shit that happened, this is why I'm going on this trip. And then boom, we start the trip and you know. I didn't shoot a lot of me talking on the trip, so I okay. think it's going to be a lot of voiceover and me talking to the camera, like intercut with footage. Yeah, from no, the I think that's trip. smart. I like that. Um, and just like mix up the videos and the pictures and. Dude, Patreon is such a shit show right now. Why? What happened with Patreon? <laughs> no, I love Patreon, but it's like you go into the mobile thing and you, it takes you to a place that you think you're normally going, but it doesn't look anything like it. And it's like, do you want the old version? And you're like, yes. <sighs> and then it goes to another place and you're are like, you this sure? still isn't where, and, it, and at the top it still says, okay, but are you looking for like the old, old version? And I'm like, bitch, just fuck the fuck. <laughs> I just want to see a list of names in an order. God damn it. Thank you. That sounds like Patreon needs a, a UX UI. Yeah, bring me in. I'm I'm designer, I've, I'm influencer. under a lot of NDAs. I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good old NDAs. Um, I, I like the idea of your video, girl. I didn't get sick once in Asia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My first first night there. Uh huh. I had some like deeply deeply fried rice, like like wet fried rice, like the deepest oiled, the deepest fried beyond belief. And the guy even said, do you want egg? And I said, no egg. And uh, there was egg in it. So I ate around the egg. But anyway, that first night, I didn't really have like explosive diarrhea or, you know, what is it called? Traveler's diarrhea or something. But yeah. I just like had to use the restroom a few times. And like, it was crampy, but not like excruciating. It was just like, you know. And I remember being okay about it. I think that was a big okay. poll. And the big thing I took away from just this trip was like, it. just accept what happens. There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, you're in it. If you're up all night, you're up all night. Yeah. You'll have a tired day tomorrow. You'll sleep on the bus. Yeah. You know, like... And you'll get through. Older me would be just be like, oh, this is fucking unacceptable. Like, I'm not going to get any sleep. I'm going to be miserable tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Talk to the manager of your gut. Just like, <laughs> you know, just mad about it. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a, ironically a nice start, even though I didn't really get a lot of sleep that first night. Yeah. But um, other than that, the food was... Okay, it was good. I mean, a lot of yeah. people rave about the food down there. I feel like I couldn't really indulge just because of my diet, which I'm fine with. Um, but it was a lot of rice. <laughs> yeah. Rice at every meal. A lot of, like, little baby bananas. Okay. I mean, I would scoop those up every morning and put them in my bag. Those mm-hmm. are a great snack to have throughout the day. Little baby bananas. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I just met a lot of people. And um, it was everything I was, you know... What I loved about it out there was like everyone was just chill. Like, yeah. if there was a bathroom out back of a restaurant that was just like a hole in the floor, 
and like you couldn't even like wear your shoes in it for arguments like something like you know just really sort of intense relative to you know a westerner um like everyone was just like chill it's like all right you just gotta i don't know i can't quite explain it but it just felt like people complain a lot here over like the littlest things mm-hmm. whereas over there it's like you know how people always say like just be happy that you know you have a, have a roof over your head and mm-hmm. a job and i th- feel like they live that more than we do here it's like mm. we just want so much yeah and they have like nothing over there but also it probably well it's such a stark contrast to to people's mindset here mm-hmm. but just tying into the first night it's like it was also reteaching you some of the things mm-hmm. that you're replicating in in society over here too which is mm-hmm. like your first emotion was yeah. i want to complain about this right and then you yeah. kind of just accepted early on and so that seems like it was kind of the theme for the trip of mm-hmm you also learning on an individual level how to kind of let go of that desire to immediately go to the negative like and really, just be more accepting. I was really trying to be positive throughout the whole trip. And I remember there was this one day in Laos where we went on like, I had a great day. I mean, we went kayaking, we went yeah. cave tubing, we went caving. Um, this all sounds like my fucking nightmare. Just like... <laughs> So <laughs> oh, girl, there was like spiders that they were like... The idea of you bringing me on... We're like, yeah, very pretty. We're like, yeah, you die if you get bit. The, we're idea, like, oh. the idea of you surprise me with like a kayak underwater sea cave tour makes me want to die. It's so, so scary. Main point being is like, they're like half the group for some reason was just like having a terrible time that day. Yeah. And I'm like... I don't know. I just, I had never done something like that before. It's like always something I've always seen in like TV shows or, you know, yeah. nature shows or travel videos. It's like, it was like, I was living that experience of like, wow, I'm just kayaking through the rivers in Laos. Yeah. I'm going through the cave, like I'm climbing through cave. I've never done that before. Like, I don't know. I was just trying to be optimistic and like present and positive. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see like how some of the people in the group, uh, just weren't they just weren't having it that day i think they just didn't you know they were complaining about having to be barefoot and yeah there was a part where like you know it was rough to walk over like the uh it was like a rocky sort of ground that we were walking on yeah i remember corinne this girl from switzerland she was just miserable about it i'm like maybe she got sensitive feet she doesn't have any calluses on those little pedicured toesies but i think it was another example of like i think it was emblematic of how do i word this like i feel like Normally, mm-hmm. before I really started focusing on myself this year, like I would have probably have joined in with the complainers, yeah, just to like be a part of something, be a part of it, or just to like to feel accepted or whatever it might be, you know, like yeah, not be the dork that's having a great having time. a great time, yeah, you know. And I'm realizing more and more just how much like growing up that was me. I was the dork that was just trying to have a good time, but like. Mm-hmm. got picked on a lot and like was made fun of and bullied and probably neglected in certain ways and just how much like that person inside me I've shoved down. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like rediscover that positive sort of more outgoing version of me that like doesn't give a shit about what other people think, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. All in all, it was a good trip. Um, nothing bad happened, at least to me. There was this French guy, Eric, who, uh, on our last sort of weekend in Cambodia, decided to take a motorbike. Oh, no. By himself. Oh, no. Without a helmet. No. And to ride from one... We were on, like, a isolated on an island, and he decided to take one 
a bike from one end of the island to the other to meet up with like a girl he previously met on like another trip and I think he wanted to like you know get sexy sexy with her but mm-hmm. uh, shortly after he left he hit a rock mm-hmm. and fell off the bike broke two ribs yep gashed his shoulder open needed yep. stitches accurate luckily didn't hit his head thank god but like also nobody was around I think children found him he said wow. yeah these kids found him from a nearby house Wow. Didn't speak his language. He didn't speak theirs, but they understood. They figured out. I think they ended up flagging down these guys that were like. You can't be doing that in a fucking place where uh, by yourself. He just started his 18 month, 18 month travel trip that he saved up for. He's traveling for a year. And and he's got broken ribs. And he started off with broken ribs. He went to the hospital. They had to, we were on an island. Girl. Girl, he could not. It took us two hours to get to this island on a, on a normal boat. I think he took like a speedboat back, which got him back in like 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah. But he ended up having to go to like mm-hmm. a hospital and he was there for like a week or so. Yeah. We thought he was going to go home, but he ended up rejoining our group like wow. two weeks later and like <laughs> taking it easy. Like the kayaking I was talking about, he just laid down on the kayak while his partner. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> he just shot with his GoPro. And was a... <laughs> he was a really cool guy, uh, but also yeah, you got to be uh, doing that shit. Also very like oh, that's rough. Does whatever he wants to do. Like I'm, I'm envious of of people like yeah. You know, they're just brave, well, stupid. But, sometimes, but you got listen. But you got your ribs, girl. <laughs> I'll never forget seeing him being held. Like we put him down, and he was just like cut open, and like there was oh. this one girl who was with us who was from like Belgium or something, mm-hmm. and she was a nurse, and so she like was cleaning the wounds, mm-hmm. and we discovered later that. Within the last year, her boyfriend had died in a car, from a motorcycle accident. accident. Jesus So this Christ. was like... So that's like incredibly triggering for her probably. I don't know if it was probably. triggering or if it was weirdly like... Helpful. Helpful. Because I don't remember her getting like crazy upset, but still like... Yeah. The fact that you're... Like she saw her boyfriend die on a motorcycle Jesus accident. Jesus Christ. And now it's here with, motorcycles and with like another it. guy who like... We weren't he sure. Like himself. he couldn't really breathe well. He did not look like he was in good shape. Yeah. Damn. He was like shaking and like we we're trying to oh, like yeah. cut his shirt off, girl. It was God, what are you an episode of ER? Girl? It was, girl, it was. It was it's like when like, Carter leaves for a season and he comes back like, with a wife. He's fucked up. Like he needs <laughs> he needs a doctor. Like, <laughs> you couldn't recall from your fifteen episodes of or fifteen seasons of ER how to fix that, girl? <laughs> no, girl. He was he was Mm-mm. he was yeah, not good. I think he also like broke a bone or two in his foot or something with his foot. Yeah. But he was all right. He pulled through. Well, there you go. So anyway, yeah, I get back to the States in uh, at December, mm-hmm. and I don't get sick at all in Asia. Mm-hmm. And then within the first week of landing in New York, I get a stupid stomach bug that like went around my entire group of friends, yeah. and then my extended family, and then like my <laughs> friend's family. Like everybody Jesus. I know was like touched by this, not coronavirus, it was like a stomach bug that yeah. just made people puke and shit their brains out. I, you know what? I've never been so happy to work and stay at home all goddamn day because I avoided any sickness. And then when I get back to L.A., I don't know what I had. I don't know if that's a coronavirus uh, or if it was a flu, Whatever you girl. had was scary, girl. But every time I read, like, <laughs> symptoms of the coronavirus, I'm like, damn, that's... Are you the first doc- undocumented exactly case in Los Angeles? That's exactly what I felt. Like, I felt like I woke up and I was hit by a fucking train and yeah. my cough was terrible and, oh, I was bedridden I, for a week. I still feel like I'm 34 and I don't understand the difference between a cold and a flu and a... And a I don't know... I, I always... I've talked about this before. I always imagined the flu involved vomiting as a kid because okay. I feel like when we would... Get sick like that, my mom would always be like, You have the flu. <laughs> now I'm looking like back and I'm like, Maybe. Flu, cold, they're sort of used interchangeably. But then as I've gotten older, yeah. I feel like more of what people experience that I've seen that get the flu is just like your body aches. You, you have like all the symptoms of a cold, 
but there's just, it hurts a little bit more. Like I'm not really sure. And so everything looks like the flu to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, yeah, you I sick. ultimately had a great trip. I had some snafu on the way back home. I missed my flight. Oh, yeah. I lost my iPad at the airport. I was watching that Instagram stories that day, like, God damn. Oh, girl. Just... I cried in the airport that day, girl. Yeah. I was just like, I was, I had been awake for Listen. like 24 hours by that point. You're not a real adult until you've cried in an airport. <laughs> I missed my flight. I had to pay so much money to get back home. Yeah. And I lost my iPad. Yeah. Shortly after that, and like I just didn't have time to go back through security and the passport control. Yeah, and I had to board my flight, and nobody spoke English, and I didn't have a working phone, so I couldn't really call. I had an email just address. Had to accept it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I just remember like I was trying so hard, like don't break down, it's okay, like don't lose your shit. Yeah, you had a great trip. Yeah, remember everything you've learned over the past year and everything you went through over this trip. Yeah, but I was just, it's okay to cry. It's oh, okay it's to totally cry. okay to cry. I wasn't bawling, but I was just like. <laughs> Just so upset. I was like, I have yeah. like a 22 hours of flying ahead of me, and, and this is how I started, you know? like Yeah. Ugh. And luckily, um, some things happened, and uh, you know, my travel insurance helped me out with at least the loss of the iPad. Um, and so not all was lost. Uh, the last time I cried in an airport, I believe, was when I broke my face open in Toronto. <laughs> And oh, I got shit. fucked up. Remember when I fell and I like scraped my whole face open on my set in my oh, suitcase? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was bleeding and I was like wandering. Like I, I don't even know how I got to the airport. It was just like I was wandering into a building and then someone stopped to help me and then I was bleeding. It was whatever. From what, every time you tell the story, I feel like you you were okay, but your face and your whole body was just fucked yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> my, my face in particular was fucked up. But I was just like so out of it because I've been drinking so heavily the night before. Mm. And I woke up late and had to pack. <laughs> And so I was already in a rush to the airport and just, you know, like in a city, I don't really know where everything is. I don't pay attention to shit. So it's like me trying to find the thing that I came out of three days ago. It's gone. And so I end up tripping whatever into my suitcase and fall and everyone sees it. Like everyone on the sidewalk that's going to their job sees it and they're stopping to help me. So I immediately go into like... I'm fine. I'm fine. I like wrap my face. Like, I don't even know. I don't even understand how I know that I'm bleeding at this point, but I'm just trying to like cover whatever I imagine happened and just continue. And Were I, you still drunk? Maybe. Maybe I was. I mean, listen, I'll tell you what, that alcohol didn't help with that blood. I'm going to say Because it thinned that bitch out. Yeah, you're going to bleed more. Because I usual. wandered, yeah, I wandered into another building that I thought was the place where I was going, but it wasn't. And so someone that was working there like came to help me. She could see that I was, something was going on. <laughs> And then <laughs> and they face is a little <laughs> and they and they sat bleeding. me down and brought over I guess they had some kind of I don't know if they had a medic or they had a doctor I have no idea and he came over and I just remember him unwrapping my scarf off my face and me just bleeding oh, like wow. I could just feel it in yeah. his face and he was just like oh no <laughs> like let's put pressure on it and then I got Where were to you cut my nose was sliced oh, open oh shit I don't even see a scar oh I do yeah you can see it slightly. And with my glasses, probably. You can see, like, oh, yeah, yeah, a little, yep, yep, yep. A little bit of one. Oh, wow. But I, and I got like a black eye and I split my lip open too. I have like mm-hmm. a little thing on my lip. Yeah, 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 you got that. I whole, fucked it all up. And um, pictures right there, exist girl, on the internet. First. Pictures exist on the internet. It's bad. And uh, look like someone hit me. It's almost and like when you bruised your vagina, girl. Girl, I have so many bruised stories. It's, it's <laughs> endless. And it's like, I feel like I, knock on wood, haven't had uh, a big one since like, I think the last one I had, I was going to say his name, but I won't. Someone I slept with. Oh, no, it was when I was assaulted. That was the last, like, big kind of, I hurt my ankle, and then I just nursed myself back. Mm. Story of my life. Um, 
Or was it Milo Ventimiglia stepping on my toe and breaking it again? It's hard to remember. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of things that have happened. Um, but I eventually got to the airport. First of all, I'm on public transportation with my face wrapped bleeding. I have blood in my hair. Mm-hmm. I get to the airport. I've missed my flight. Now, I've never missed a flight, I don't think. Um, never. Uh, I don't think that I have. Not like... Not like the first flight. Like if I've been on something and it's I've had to get rebooked because it went over, I've, I think I've, that's happened before, but I've never missed a flight. So I'm already panicked and I'm like crying a little bit and I get up there and they're so nice about it. They see that I have blood all over me. So they probably think that I'm escaping like an abusive fucking relationship. <laughs> like, so, come on, girl, let's get you um, on this flight. And I'm literally <laughs> thinking I don't have the money to rebook this flight and it was yeah. it ended up being free. I just had to like whatever. I'm going through security. I eventually sit down. I remember being on Snapchat or Instagram story or something and just like looking at myself in the bathroom mirror and I was just fucked up. And I... Mm-hmm. My mom picks me up from the airport, and then she didn't really have an idea. I, she knew that I fell, but she didn't know how bad it was. You never went to a doctor? No, I never went to a doctor. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I got home. My brother, is, my brother is a nurse, and so he, um, oh, okay. yeah. right. so he came home to look at it. But by the time he got home, I'd already taken a nap, which my mother was like, it's fine. Yeah, take a nap. Take a nap after you after smashed After I possibly head. had a head injury. I mean, just God <laughs> bless them. It's the Midwest. And my brother came home, and he looked at me, and he was like, well... You probably should have got stitches because of how deep it is, but it's jagged. So, you know, or, or I don't remember what he said. He said, basically, he was like, you probably should have got stitches, but well, you'll be all right. it is what it is. Like, yeah. good luck. And then I woke up the next day. My whole eye was purple. I had a huge black eye. It took, I had to do a brand deal. Like usually when you hit your nose, your eyes I had to talk, black, get black and blue. <laughs> I had to talk about um, uh, vlogumentary, which is so hilarious now, considering my placement in that world. Uh, I had to talk about vlogumentary in a video, mm-hmm. and my face is all fucked up, so I have to do a brand deal. My face looks like it's like the three days in where it's like yellow, and like I just look a mess in this video, but I had to do it. And my mom and I were in northern Michigan, and she was like, I don't know if this woman was a witch. I don't know what she had, but she had comfrey, which apparently is illegal. I mean, comfrey? that's. She had comfrey plants, which I think is illegal again, and she was making shit out of it. And so I was like applying pastes and shit to my face to heal it. I don't know, man. Some northern Michigan witchcraft. That's the story of the time I broke my face in Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) Or no, that's the story of the last time I think I cried in the airport. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Long, long long-winded story. Um. So yeah, I think in conclusion, on my side, uh, (laughs) uh, it was a great trip. I mean, I. In a lot of ways, I, I wish I was there still. Yeah. In some ways, I'm glad I'm back. It It's so strange because it is one of those things where it's like, now that we're in February and that was what, November, December, like mm-hmm. it's starting to fade, fade a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy just like, just how much when you're in something, you're like, you're so present and you're there and you think, oh, this is going to be like something I'll never forget. And it's obviously something I'll never forget, but like. Yeah, it's just interesting how things fade. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I'm already tearing up about the next part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been working on myself a lot. I'm back in therapy, guys. I've made a lot of progress in terms of my ex and my relationship. And I've, I'm like 90%, 95% moved on. I even had like a relationship over the past week that started and ended within a week, (laughs) which we could talk about another time. Um, Yeah, no, we could talk about whatever. But, you know, um, now I'm just like looking for work and figuring out what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so about 
the day before I come back to LA. Yeah. This is probably where you should take over. <laughs> I had to put Margo down. Yeah. The day before I came back too, girl. And I was so sad because I was really trying to get her to when you were home. Because yeah, I just I thought, oh, it's been so long. And I'll just get her through Christmas. And I got her through Christmas. And I'll get her through New Year's. And I got her through New Year's. And I was just like, okay, we're almost there. Mm-hmm. And um, the morning of, she had... She was being weird. It was like three or four in the morning. She woke me up a few times and like, and uh, I thought she just had to go outside or she was just thirsty. And then she started having her little cough. She was having more coughing. And, um, and, uh, she had one of her episodes, the little syncope episodes. Mm -hmm. And I already had a a vet appointment for the day. So I was like, okay, good, good timing. We're going anyways. And she just never really recovered. She was just, Breathing real fast, real heavy. I took her to the park. I was mm-hmm. taking her to the park every day for the past three months. And, um, or six months. Wait. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been like since the summer. Since I've been the summer, yeah, for sure. Just all blurs together. Um, and uh, took her to the park. She walked around a little bit. I have all these photos of her. And she didn't want to leave. And then... And I put her in the car and I just knew something was wrong because she didn't, she wasn't getting on my lap. She was laying on the seat. Yeah. So I got to the vet and. Is that when you called me? I think we FaceTimed while you were. No, we FaceTimed when I was at the vet after I knew that I had to put her oh, down. I thought we FaceTimed twice. Oh, we might have. We might have. It's yeah. all a blur. And um, so I got her to the vet. They looked at her. She basically was like, we would hospitalize her, but it would only be temporary. Mm-hmm. They would just put her in an oxygen tank, and they said, we'll try some other stuff first, because I couldn't give her medicine that morning. She wasn't eating. Yeah. And um, I they, I signed off on that, so they put an IV in her, and they started putting Lasix in her. And I went next door and had the worst pedicure of my life. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be a bad pedicure. I did it once before, and it was subpar, and it still was subpar. <laughs> so got to leave a negative Yelp. Got to leave a negative Yelp review on the day that I put my dog down. I had the worst pedicure of my life here. <laughs> and so, and so I came back, and they brought me into the other room, and they she, they were like, she hasn't really made any improvement, and so I kind of had to make the decision of if I was going to take her to a hospital and or if I was good, uh, put her down. I mean, no one said that, but I just knew that that was kind of you know what were the next steps, and so. I said, um, well, I guess, I guess we're here. Mm. And she was like, you know, I like basically they can't say like, yes, you should do it. But she was like, you know, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I haven't told this story in a minute. No, no, no. And I was, I was not looking forward to telling it on the podcast. <clears throat> no, no. But so they took me. In another room, they brought Margo in, and I got to sit with her for a little while, and it was like, it was cute. It was like all soothing and dim, and it was nice, and so I took some video of me giving her little kisses, and she wouldn't really kiss me. I got a little bit of a kiss at one point, yeah. and then um, like an intense, like a saucing, you know, girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, like a morning kiss. Like a morning kiss, and, uh, <laughs> and she just wouldn't really give me a kiss, and so... You know, I FaceTime with you. I ended up FaceTime with you outside. I FaceTime with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, oh, girl, it's like a nightmare. It's like when you're already going through it. And then I just knew that I was hurting everyone I talked to. Because mm-hmm. <sighs> everyone loved her. So Yeah. Um, and so then I told them it was time. And so they came in and I held her and they 
they gave her a shot, like a sedative, and then they gave her the other shot, and it was just, um, it was real quick. She was over my shoulder, and I could feel her little heart stop. And so I told, I told the vet, I said, I think her heart stopped, and she checked her, and she said, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm. And then I laid her down, and it was just so weird. Like, I sat there for a while, and her, her eyes were open, and... Mm. You know, it's Margot, and she's still warm, mm. but she's not moving. And so it was just, it was unreal. It just uh, felt eyes so weird. Open, yeah. Strange. Eyes, yeah, just eyes open. And, uh, I mean, it was so quick, the way the shot happened. And so they came in. Was I, it like a, like a three, two, one, here we go? Yeah, kind it was, of. It was just yeah. like she, I mean, they were, they kept waiting for me to tell them, like, now is fine. Right, right. Um, but it was, it was so quick. It was within seconds. Um, it was fast. Um, and it was so, and you know, she had so many, she had heart in her, she, well, you could feel her breathing. You could l- see her heart. You could see her heart beating, beating out of her chest, girl. Yeah. And so, um, to feel all that kind of noise just quiet so quickly was just very, very weird. And then, um, they came back in, I brought a blanket from the car to wrap her in and they came to get her and then I, I stayed too long. Mm. At the end of the story, I stayed too long because um, when she, because her, you know, she's limp, so yeah. she went to get her and wrap her up, and then she kind of got her, her, her head kind of fell forward, and like liquid came out of her nose, mm. and so I kind of like on instinct reached forward to like, like grab her head, mm. and then I had to like stop myself. Ooh. So it was just like the most tragic, fucking, very cinematic. This scene. Yeah. Um, this would be a hard episode of a TV show for me to watch again. This would be like the mm. Lucy episode of ER, you know? <laughs> it's like very upsetting. <laughs> um, or the episode of Queer as Folk where Justin gets attacked. Like, this would be it. Um, so the weirdest thing about it, so I paid for it beforehand, which is like, yeah. first of all, what a, I mean, I understand it, but what a scam. You got to pay all that money and then you still walk out without your dog. Um and then I think the weirdest part for me was getting in the car and driving home without her. It just yeah. felt so surreal. Um, yeah, girl, I can't imagine. And I got home and the first thing, and I, I walked in, oh, girl, it was just, it was like I looked and I could see her her pills that she didn't get that morning and her food and like her toys and like, it was like this whole life that I just left. You totally did not expect. I didn't think that, I. That, today, that day would be that day. Yeah. I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to go in and they were going to change her medication and then I would get her a burger on the way home so she would eat. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think that was the day. I would have stayed longer. I would have, I mean, I would have never let her go, you know, like I would have pushed it as far as I could, but they wouldn't, I mean, I knew from talking to them that if I had taken her home that night, she would have suffered. Mm. I would have been up all night upset. She would probably would have died at some point while she was here and she would have gone very like, it would have been hard to breathe. Stressfully. Yeah. Like drowning, and yeah. so, Ooh. you know, I knew I had, I knew I had to do it. I knew it was going to happen. It's not how I pictured it happening, and I thought I had a little bit more time. And I was always kind of scared. I asked a lot of questions before I put her down months before because mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it looked like. I've never seen it. Uh, I've never been through it with my family. I've had a lot of pets, but I've never. You know, they just disappeared one day. My parents were real great about it. Great explaining yeah, girl, death. Out of mind, girl. God they're just like, bless. They're gone. Yeah, they're out. Um, and so, uh, 
and and through this experience, I've learned my mom's also never seen it happen. Oh, interesting. So my mom was very much like, oh, I could never do it. I w- oh, I couldn't so look at them. Just, oh. So she would have my dad take them or my uncle take them or, you know. But she said she oh, never she never been in the room. I thought she would just wait outside while they did it. Like, no, usually my dad or puppies. yeah. Um, so I I knew that this was going to look different than anything my mom had gone through that I you know my family. Um, and so, yeah, so I got home and the first thing I did was I gathered all of her stuff. I got all of her stuff together. I got her toys. I got her bed. I got her food and I just packed it up and just silently crawl. And I see it in my head like a movie. It's just so sad. And I like, packed it all up and I talked to Eva and Darren mm. and then they had asked me if I wanted to come over that night because you weren't home yet. And so... I was coming home the next day. Yeah, being here, I was just like, I can't can't do it. And uh, so I went over and I brought, I basically, I just remember in my head thinking, like, she doesn't need these things. She doesn't need these things. And so it just felt like um, that was immediately what I went to do was just get everything together because she couldn't use it. And so, and I thought Ava and Darren have little dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, my immediate reaction was someone else should have this. And so I went over and they gave their dog, they gave them the little, and when I still go over there, there's still like the little beds and the toys and they love it. Mm-hmm. And like her CBD and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, slept on the couch with one of their dogs that night. And then I came back the next day and I cleaned. And then you came home. And you picked me up from the... Yeah, from the little thing. From and the that bus was, terminal. Yeah, girl, that was, I remember that, that drive too. That was weird because oh, wow. it was like... Oh, because normally you would have had... Yeah, I would have had the baby. The baby yeah. And then also, before you came out, there was like a woman with like a little puppy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there's a little grass area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get out so bad and pet the dog. Like, just wanted to hold like a little pup. But then I watched them. I watched like some guy come out. So they must have been a couple. Yeah. And they took the puppy and they went together. And so that's been a lot of the experiences, like seeing other people with their pets making me sad. <laughs> I remember when we went to the park, <laughs> just me and you one day after I got back and there was like a little... Oh, yeah. We a went... Little, uh, what would you call it? A, yeah, a friend... A pug or something that friend, you walked up to? Yeah, a friend Christy sent flowers and so I took one of the flowers to um, mm. the park. So for the past six months, I've been going to the park every day, which a lot of people that follow me on Instagram stories see mm-hmm. Margo and I out there. Um, and that was because six months ago she had an episode... And she, or she had like a whole day where she wouldn't stop. She kept passing out. And I was, I thought I was going to put her back down or put her down. And so I went and they put her on Lasix and it was like life changing. Like the next day she was like, like after the first dose, she was like, fine. I was like, oh my God, what a fucking miracle pill. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you keep, we had gotten to the threshold of what we yeah. could give her. Yeah. And over the course of six months, which is like crazy, even though everything, I, I was constantly reading about this and like how it was going to go and like, yeah. And I knew that it could happen fast. And I knew that like, you know, we'd already had a year since she'd had the first episode. And yeah, yeah. You know, most when I, at that time, yeah. I think they told us, they told me they usually only a few years, like a year, yeah, about a year, year and a half, yeah. two years. Yeah. And uh, so we'd already kind of gotten past that first year. And I was like, okay, we got some more time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we went to the park and um, <laughs> because I'm like, it's so funny because I have, I have friends that like had put dogs down years ago and still mm-hmm. came like a photo of them. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so funny that like my immediate little Scorpio ass reaction is put your skin to the fire <laughs> instantly. Like the thing that will hurt you the most, do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like I got home and I'm like, get all of her things. Get all of her things. Pack all of them up now. People take months to pack up stuff and do that. And I, I, that's what, I was surprised by how quickly you were and I was or how just willing like, you were to get rid of I was some just of like, her things. I was, I was like, just oh, like, wow. go. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I mean. I wasn't sure how you would actually go about it, whether it be. I didn't know either. I didn't, you know, I. I holding and, on, letting go. I honestly you know? was afraid she would, it would happen while you were gone. And so I was like, kind of preparing myself to not mention anything online. I did come home at the right fucking time, I feel like. <laughs> right then, yeah. Well, not the right time, but well, yeah, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying. You would have been alone, alone. Imagine if that yeah, happened sooner, I mean, you know. And you know the thing is, um, we'll get and we'll get back to the pug story. Yeah, is pug, that pug. Um, what I've realized, and I'm just skimming the surface of this because this is something that definitely for the past month I've just been getting high and eating food and avoiding mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And just and also there was other stuff happening that week. With Michelle, that it oh was just like God, I'm instantly yeah. kicked. Yeah, it's just a lot of death. <laughs> Is that man. a story we can even talk about? <laughs> I can talk about it a little bit, and um, maybe next episode. And so, okay, what was I saying though? I was just saying something about oh, um, fuck, I was uh, derailing the it the was thing before the pug. Before the pug, but it was like good thing I got home when I did. Yeah, no, I came and I, I started doing she all the died things. When I oh, I have friends. I have friends that, like won't look at photos of their pets. Mm-hmm. And and I yeah, it was just interesting to me that the first thing that I did when I came home was like, fast forward, bitch, let's fucking get everything together. Let's let's distribute it amongst my friends. I was I was posting on her Instagram. I was immediately sharing those videos, the mm-hmm. last videos of her. Mm-hmm. I was just doing stuff that like it's it's just interesting. I'm not there's no judging. I'm, it's all compassion, but it's like um, I think I'm so used to things happening and then I'm like, let me talk about it. Let me get it out. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't even have to carry it. Mm-hmm. And I've done that a lot online. And, and I think overall that's been positive because it's like, I can just get right to like, here's what's happening. And, mm-hmm. and then I never have to like, you know, it's just out. Um, and so no regret about that. I, I think it would have been really hard for me to get on Instagram. I mean, you would have known that something happened. I wouldn't yeah. have been able to like contain myself. Yeah. So uh, people would have known if I, they didn't see her and stuff. And so I felt like, you know, Margo was my dog and she was our dog. But also, like, everyone really loved her. Yeah. So She had her own shirt, girl. She did have her own shirt. She had her own phone cases. There's still Christmas Margo stuff up if any of you want it. <laughs> Teespring. Teespring.com slash Megan Tonges. Megan Tonges. And, um... Anyway, so we went to the park. So again, the next day, we're going to the place that I've just spent six months taking this dog every single Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm. No moment is too soon for a fucking water sign to walk into. (laughs) This is the most triggering. And so we we show up. I must be the opposite. I put the little, I think think we literally are. We definitely are. I don't want, yeah, I avoid. Yeah. I still can't watch like. Movies about romance right now. <laughs> I just I jump right into it, but it's but it's so intense that like, and I can describe it, but I my problem is I can never really focus on it long enough, any of it to like maybe heal it, which I'll get into later. But because I what I've realized is that I think that I've been struggling in a different way. Like I've been very like, okay, I'm taking care of things and I'm doing things and I'm going. I've seen so many friends since everything happened. I've been yeah. so I've been doing all these things. There's some pluses and negatives. And so, yeah, so I, I've been doing all this stuff, um, but I don't want to say this. Um, I think losing Margot is a huge thing for me, but it, what I've realized about grief is that mm. it lights up every other part of grief that you haven't dealt with. Mm. So it's just like all of these things that happened over the past seven years. Mm. There's lots of good stuff. There's lots of, lots of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. 
anything that I hadn't, that I haven't dealt with lit up mm-hmm. in a way that, because I always had Margo with me. So it was like, I got through all those things and I was able to function, but I also always had this little like sidekick, this little mm-hmm. friend, this little, like she was very comforting to me. And so to not have that to rely on anymore from an emotional level, mm-hmm. it was just like, I, I feel real out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like anything that's just, yeah, just is not resolved or that I've been like, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I have to deal with Margo. I have to help Margo. I have to do all these things. It was a distraction in some way, in some ways. It was. And it was, you know, our relationships with our pets are codependent. Like it Mm. it definitely, that's what, you you know, people feel like this when they get out of like a relationship where someone was everything to them. That's what it feels. It's codependency, but it's like, yeah, she was just, uh. She was a big part of my support system and she was a big coping mechanism and she was like emotional support. You know, she was my little she was my best friend. Sorry, beeps, but she was my best friend. <laughs> I know, girl, I hear you say it. And uh and it also is the closest One of your best friend. It's the closest I've ever felt to losing a, a child. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's your as baby. someone as someone who doesn't really want kids, like this was pets are that for me. And so Yeah, you've had this since she was a baby. She's I had her since she was a baby. She's a little nothing, little cow, little cow belly baby. My little baby, and I just remember the time because I was twenty two, wow. like twenty two when I got her. I just remember bringing her home and thinking, "The fuck am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna be mm. good at this? Because mm. I've never done this before. I've always had pets, but I've never been the one, the main." And so, Respon- you know, responsible. Yeah. coming to the end of it. I mean, that dog's traveled so much. The dog has been in every VidCon hotel. That snucked in um, and at parties. Great, great dog. One time I fell asleep at, a, at Hank She's Green's, quiet. like a VidCon, like sweet party. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. I was drunk, whatever. And <laughs> Margo was with me. Margo literally burrowed behind me on the couch and slept there. Like she didn't even leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have gone horribly, but Margo was just, you know, she was my she little. Knew. She was attached. You guys had a little. We did, man. Standing between each other. We, had a little, we were a comedy act, man. Because she would just. I do think there was a. Yeah. You know, she was like my little friend to talk to every day. She loved day. you. You were her mama. Yeah. But I also feel like she was defiant at times. She was. You and know? it was like, so funny. Like, fuck you, mom. I'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? She'd do her little puppy time and she'd come out and she'd look at us. And you were here. Girl, I'm so grateful you were here to see that because she really had like a fucking personality. And, um, you know, she was just a little love. Anyway, so we went to the park, brought flowers to put on one of the trees. Mm. And um, there was a woman there that had... I think two dogs. One of them was a pug. And I walked up and I, in my head I thought, I don't want to be weird. I don't want to be weird. I don't want to be weird. And the first thing I said was, hi, I just lost my dog. Can I pet yours? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, but like I'm suffering. And, for, and, and the past few times I've gone to the park, which I haven't been in a minute because I started to find myself like I'd walk in and I'd immediately zone in on whoever had a dog. Mm-hmm. And then I, if I saw one that looked like Margot, my mind would be battling with itself of like, I want to go up, I want to like put myself in a way that's natural. <laughs> so I'm not just like walking up to this person that's probably just enjoying their time. Yeah. But I, I, I want to pet that dog <laughs> without it being weird. Yeah. So, just you know, but anyway, so we went up to this woman and she had a little dog and, um, what and I was petting her. Petunia or something? Yeah. I was petting her and she was talking, she was, whatever, this woman was talking about how she, I guess she was starting working on or something and whatever. And, and I went to pet the, pet the little dog. And she was like, oh, she normally takes like a little while to warm up. 
when I went to reach for her and the dog literally rolled over on its back and the woman, the woman was like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, made me, it made me feel so good. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like, you know, I think the Margo was such a good dog and Margo was such like, Oh, she was like the perfect little dog, even though she would spitefully pee towards the end and, uh, you know, had to be taken out every fucking hour. But that's that Lasix. Yeah, it's at Lasix. But uh, we did a whole piece on Lasix and horse racing at Rogue left. Um, But I I, but I I know that part of why Margo was the way that she was because it was because of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if she had been with another family, I don't know that she would have had the same little, you know, like she just different. had a lot of freedom and to be who she was and, and a lot of constant love, um, always babied, um, just such a good dog, man. Never barked, never did anything. Always so sweet. Never cried, never barked. No. Never begged. Yeah. The only issue was the health stuff at the end. The only time she would ever like get remotely animated is just like when you came home. Oh, she gets so excited. I think that's the hardest thing. That was like a quick like one minute, (laughs) and then she's back down. And then, and (laughs) but the last month it was, you know, it was I I would come home and I would literally just try to calm her instantly because she would just start coughing. She would cough. So it wasn't even. Uh, Yeah. It was just different. Only animals more conscious. The past month, and I also think I think a big part. Oh, this was what I was gonna say. I think a big part of. I didn't know how I was going to react or what I was going to do right after. Like, I didn't even plan that far ahead. I was just, like, pushing off the the moment, the idea of it happening and, like, what that would feel like. Yeah. And, um, but what I real, I've realized and just started to touch the surface of is I was mourning before it happened. Like, the past month that you were gone, I, I was with Margo all the time and we went to the vet a bunch and she was always having stuff. We went to the park, but, like, literally getting to the park was, like, the only thing I could do. And then I would come home and I'd be like, I can't do anything else. But like, I knew how I was just really sad because I knew it was coming. Like I, f- I could feel it. I just didn't want it to be yet. I thought I kept yeah. hoping like, oh, we'll get like some magical extension. And so I think I was already mourning she it. She was also one, two bounce back. Yeah. She had a history of being she literally, like, yeah, well, remember it was like, good. I'm going to put her down. Oh, and then okay. the yeah. next day she was like, she learned literally after she had that huge episode six months ago, the next day she learned how to jump on the fucking couch into my bed. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, she's never had that much energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just magical. So, you know, I, and I, and it's, I have all this stuff I haven't gone through, but like I have footage of like the night before I took a bath and she was just like in the bathroom staring at me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like not leaving, and so it's like little stuff like that that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I th- I'm thankful I had it. I just, it's like I'm glad I didn't know it was the last night, but also like I wish that I had known in yeah. a way. Yeah. So because I could just keep thinking of like, yeah, I was talking to you the other day of I can watch videos and see photos and like. It's like I can feel the weight of her and I can, you know, I know what she sounds like. And, but the minute, the minute she was gone, it felt distant. Like it just felt so far away. Mm-hmm. And so I just miss, I just miss the feeling of having her, of just like picking her up and like putting her on the couch with me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the feeling of being in that room with her when they gave her that shot and like I put her down. Mm-hmm. I just remember how surreal it felt. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt, the way I described it was, it felt like someone had closed a curtain 
and like pushed me through another door and I just was gone. Like I didn't, I couldn't find her. I used to have all these dreams about her where she would get lost Mm -hmm. or I couldn't find her. Mm -hmm. I would wake up so stressed and then she would be there. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's all right. It's just a dream, just a dream. Mm -hmm. And then like now she's gone and it's, uh, I haven't dreamed about her at all. Mm -hmm. I've had other friends dream about her. Someone that I used to live with Mm -hmm. for a year that when I had Margot sent me a dream, she said I had a dream about Margot and she was, she was so excited to go to the park. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I know about Margot is like, regardless of everything that was happening with her health in that last month, like the minute I said park, that dog was so happy, so happy. Mm-hmm. She could like, she would run to the garage. Like she was just ready to go, man. And she would stay out there and just like a little wolf, man. I have so many videos, so many photos. So I'm glad. I'm glad that like when she got sick and Michelle did a little Reiki healing and like, Mm -hmm. I just, I knew that I needed to spend every day and make sure there was time for her because I I could feel it was coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go to the park with her and I would like be in my head, like, don't be on your phone. Just fo- just lay next to her. And we had such a good day at the park the day before. Mm-hmm. And she was so sweet. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's no regrets. And, like, I love... She was so loved. But um, it's hard when a big part of your identity is gone. Mm-hmm. And being her mom was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's hard to imagine having that. With another little pet the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, like, I've also realized that I was so capable with her and I was doing so many things that I was just like, this is so outside of my realm of anything, but, like, I'm stepping up to it and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't even want this plant anymore because I'm too anxious about, like, keeping it alive. Like, it's yeah. so weird how it swung, like, the opposite direction now where I'm just like, I don't want to... Take care of Be anything. responsible <laughs> for anything because I can't. I don't have. You went through some trauma. I don't have the energy. I'm like, I'm just at the point now where I'm like, okay, you need to start. For the past three days, I've been like, you need to start healing yourself. Like, you, mm. you need to start like doing stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you and to feel good and to not be stuck, stuck and like figure everything out. But it's hard. It's like when you move, you move forward, you know, it, when everything happened, it felt like. Margot and I were just wrapped around each other and, mm-hmm. and then something got cut and I just kept getting pulled f- forward and like mm-hmm. couldn't grab her. Like it was just mm. done. And so now it's just like this other life that I don't, it's like figuring out a whole new life now. It feels like it's a, it's a, we're on, we're into the next part of your life. Yeah. Like that was a part. I know it's like, it's how I felt when I mean, I think this loss feels even worse than when I lost my grandma. Mm. It's different. Interesting. (laughs) Because my grandma was like, (sighs) we weren't together every day. Yeah. And I wasn't taking care of her the way that I was Margot. And my grandma was like, even though Margot's older, it was like, my grandma's older. Like, we've had another two years with her and like. Yeah, it's a grandma, and but it's still losing her. I remember, I remember on this podcast saying like the idea of meeting someone and them not knowing her is so mm-hmm. upsetting to me because I feel like she's such a big part of who I am. Your grandma, yeah, yeah. And um, and now I'm at a place where I can talk about my grandma. And I don't get upset. I don't. Got yeah, a I got a tattoo, 
And uh, you don't think you'd ever get a Margot tattoo, right? I might. I just don't know where I put it. Maybe not. I mean, Margot's already in one of my tattoos. I already got my thigh tattoos. Got a little dog. I was always my little my little pup, and uh, and I can talk about my grandma now, and it's not I don't feel that emotion anymore. So I know there will become a day where, mm-hmm. where I, won't, I won't feel this this hard to talk about Margot. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna take time. That's okay though. But she was such a fucking cute dog, man. And I just, you know, I wish I we, I wish we would have had just more time. Yeah. You know. How old was she? Eleven. She was eleven. She was gonna be twelve in March. <laughs> twelve in March. Yeah. What was she? A fucking Leo? What was she? She was a Pisces. Pisces. Fucking Pisces. <laughs> I'm ruin your goddamn heart. It would go up and. It's die. only fitting. It's only fitting. <laughs> the love of my life would be a fucking Pisces, considering how many Pisces men I've tried to fucking love. <laughs> uh, you think Pisces men are the worst mm-hmm. of the Pisces? Oh no, I think Sagittarius men are the worst. Oh, Saggy men. Is that December's? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're just, I think the most, most of them I've met just seem a little like serial killers. Just a lot. Just a little touch of. <laughs> just a lot of just like. Just a little dose of serial killers. Yeah. You know, just like, a little. Maybe abuse of animals them. when they were young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just honestly. Honestly. Um, and then three days after that, a man jumped and died on, on Michelle's balcony and I we yeah, identified his body. Yep. <laughs> like that is, yeah. you know, I'm looking at a body over FaceTime. I mean, it's just so. Girl, I'll never forget. And then it, so that's like, happening. I'll look at it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was shocked you said that. I was like, there's I'll no way. Look. I mean, it wasn't gory, thank God. Um, yeah, no, but you and me saw a dead body on a balcony. But listen, when I went back and that blood still wasn't cleaned up, I got video of all that. So there's just yeah, a lot. Girl, so it was like, went, went from that to just like. Just the trauma of all of that and, and also trying to be there for Michelle who's dealing with just like the worst of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And um and then Kobe Bryant dies. Oh, That's yeah, like Kobe. the next thing that comes up. And mm-hmm. I was just like, What in the fuck is it like you know how people make the joke of like January's the longest year of whatever. Right, right. It was when I tell it? you January twenty twenty <laughs> was the longest year of my life. Yeah. Holy God. Yeah. Um my mom's tried to call him. I've talked to my mom since, but um, since, since everything happened with Margo. And I wouldn't even be shocked if it's sometime I go home to Michigan, my mom has a fucking puppy because she was like, we're going to get another, like, it'll be okay. We'll get another dog. It's like a family thing. <laughs> mm. um, but um, I mean, in her dream, she would love for me to take Gizzy. But so Gizzy's out of his one. fucking mind. Yeah, Gizzy, yeah, Gizzy who eats like rocks and just... <laughs> You think I'm going to go from the goddamn angel I had from the, the to a de- little devil? Absolutely little not. No, no, no. I need something similar. Um, but uh, she called me like three times in the past week, and I ignored her every time, willingly. Just literally ignored the phone, turned it off. And, uh, and she, I think I texted her a few days ago, and I was just like, I love you, and I'm okay. I just don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a combination of it's a combination for sure of Margo. It's Margo. It's it's you know it's like I start crying instantly talking about her. So um, although I've been pretty good, I've been talking about in general like being able to refer to her around other people. But you know, in my in my safe spaces, it's uh it's tears. Say that again. Do I want to talk about what? Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was also gonna. I was just gonna say that I also think I'm unresolved and what the fuck my family's doing with my dad and still having him part of anything. So, 
there are multiple reasons why I think I'm just like, you know, I love my mom and I don't want to not talk to my mom, but also, uh, <laughs> and as I'm going through all the other grief for everything, I'm just like, maybe I don't want anyone around <laughs> besides puppies. Um, we started watching my friend's dog, Tom. I don't know what I'm crying about. Tom, Tom's great. Um, we started, that was another thing. It literally felt like autopilot took over my body after Margo or the, even the afternoon because I was texting, I was texting people that needed to know that I put Margo down like preemptively. And then it was like, I had to like let all my other roommates know. <laughs> I had to let Courtney and Megan and everyone know, like, the oh, baby's gone. Yeah. I mean, Courtney was with me when I got that puppy, uh-huh. um, who I'm going to go see this year for a few days. But um, yeah, You haven't seen her in a while. I haven't <coughs> seen her in, like, 10 years. Um, and so I'm going to go walk around her little Pennsylvania ass home, and uh, I think she's got some dogs, too, or she's got a dog. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I was, I also reached out to my friend Rachel, and I was like, look, you can say no. But if there's ever like a week you don't need Tom or you just you're going on a trip, please keep me in mind to watch him because I'd watched him like a year before on Christmas. And um, she was like, literally the next week I'm going on a trip. Do you want to watch him? And so she dropped him off. We had him for like nine days, I feel like. He's a sweet little boy. He's a sweet little boy. And then she went on a trip recently again. We had him for like another four days. Yeah. Uh, so that was that's been very helpful. I wish I had him like every month. Just for like once a, once a month, yeah, just, just a like little, for a week, like a weekend or a week, maybe not even a week, like four days is good. Like, I don't even need because at a certain point, this is well, this is the game you and I have been playing of the things that we don't miss, which is like, oh, I don't miss it, I don't miss going out at nighttime. Oh, when yeah, when it's cold to take Margo out, and yeah, yeah, I don't miss having to get up early to take her out right away. We're just like thinking, you know, like, oh, I have to get home. Yeah, you know, I said out, the other you know day I, mean? I went out and I stayed out super late and I didn't have to like mm-hmm. check in to see like did Margo eat mm-hmm. and then also she was always on medication so it was like I was literally like making chicken in the hot pot and shredding it so that we could wrap medicine and I mean I was doing all kinds yeah, you, of shit for her that I don't even do for myself. Yeah. Literally I was taking care of her in ways I just don't take care of myself which is what 2020 is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um Find my crying again. Anyway, no, it's good. It's crying good. over shredded chicken. No, you're not good. You're crying over memories. You're crying over <laughs> grief. You're crying over, you know, <sighs> reframing all that fun stuff. Anyway, Tom is so cute. He's Tom's so sweet. Really oh, he's in one of our What Does We Fuck videos. Like, because uh, every time he hears uh, oh. sirens, he oh, does God. his little. Anytime he hears a siren, he howls. Or when he comes back from a walk. Oh, yeah. When he walks back and he likes to let everyone... And I, when I'm he always, comes back in from a walk. I'm like, tell him. Tell him. Like, and then like, he grabs right, his little back. baby and he shakes his little baby. He's so cute. Yeah, he's a really cute guy. But it, guy. And it was hard. But he's I, a cuddler. Too. Well, he is a little... Oh, he cuddles he's at night. He gets right up next to you. Margo wasn't like that. Margo, Margo loved a little cuddle, a little kiss, but then Margo would go to like her own side. Right, yeah. Tom is like, I'm here. And I'm right up again. If I turn my back, he would be like right in like the crevice of my back. I mean, so cute. So sweet. Um, but the first few days I had him, I was, because I went into it and I was like, oh, this will be good. Like I had something to look forward to. I was like, okay, we have a little pup coming. Like I was real excited. And I had friends that were like, wow, I can't believe you're going to watch another dog already. Like it took me, if they're, they're even able to do it still like they were just like that's yeah that's incredible yeah, yeah and i was like okay like i didn't even think about it like oh, okay maybe that 
this is a strong thing that I'm doing. And then he was here for like two days and I was like, I miss Margo. Yeah. Well, I'm also sure some people would be like, you know, your willingness to so readily get another pet here. I think it was just a sign of like, you're missing your dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think having him for the first few days, it was sad because I just felt I was comparing him. It's the same but different. To Margo. Yeah. yeah. It just, it felt like, oh, this dog is so sweet, but I don't know him the way that I don't know if I, how I pick him up, what he's, you know, like it's there's a little certain, growly. Yeah. Like Margo. The way Margo does it, you know? Yeah. Like, Margo was just like, I knew exactly where I, t- if I touched her on her back, how she would move. Like mm-hmm, that's how well mm-hmm, we knew her. It was mm-hmm. just. You know, just her little her little routines. Like she would come over and she would she would sit here. You knew she wanted up on the couch, mm-hmm. and you knew that she wanted that that but then pillow she'd jump flat. Away. But she wanted that pillow <laughs> flat, you know. Yeah. And so and so you just you, I, we started to know her little language, and um, not knowing a pet's little language, which obviously comes with time. It just it mm-hmm. it made it the chasm seem even farther, even deeper mm. of the idea of finding. I was upset about Margo because I knew what I lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't one of those like, oh, I just didn't realize until she was gone. I oh, knew sure. while she was here, like, fuck, this dog is special. Mm-hmm. And I, like, every day, I remember, I remember getting her in my twenties and thinking, I won't have to worry about anything until my thirties. Like, it was so far off. And then once I got in my thirties, I was like, fuck, how long do these dogs live? Maybe fifteen years. Okay, fifteen years. Let's get fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. But I also remember when she was nine, for some reason, the number nine in my head, I was like, I hope we get through nine. And I think mm-hmm. maybe she was having her eye surgery and like having some health stuff then. And mm. God. it's just, you, you it think it seems of, like it was yesterday too, the eye thing. Girl. I know. And that was three years ago. And it's hard. You just put so much time, you put so much money, you put so much of like your life into, into this little pup and, um, and then they're gone and it's like this whole history you have is just gone yeah. it's like everything i learned how to deal with her is just in its own little folder you know yeah <sighs> anyway i think eventually i'll foster dogs i think that will be something i eventually do because I, th- I like the idea of not being the, f- the one that's entirely in charge mm-hmm. of everything um and like giving dogs cuddles and loving on them and just giving them consistency and mm-hmm. you know helping them find a little home but um i definitely i if i got another dog i definitely think i want a shih tzu um yeah they're so sweet they're so fun um but yeah so i think eventually i'll foster dogs right now i'm just trying to like get the motivation to move Mm -hmm. (laughs) live and um you know just figure out this next part of my life without her and, and what that looks like and you know there's it's weird there's like a sense of relief in some ways of like oh there's like this freedom that comes with it yeah yeah but then there's a little bit of uh fear i think in the sense of like maybe not fear but it's just um i don't mind yeah there were a lot of there were a lot of things that i kept thinking oh you should start this while margo's here because you're gonna need her Mm. for this Mm. and so i have to start those things now and so without her her. and so it's just a different it's just different Mm. you know and it's like it's hard to make decisions when you're sad like this because you're like you know part of me is like i don't want to do any of this anymore like i don't you know if if we're up to my mind right now i would just like move out of la and stop doing internet like i would just like give up all of whatever and just start a different life Mm -hmm. and uh 
I don't know that that's actually what I want. I think that that's just like, I just want to not be in it. I suspect that's a reaction to the grief. Yeah. Because, you know. I think it is. I and feel, I, But I, I also. I, felt, I mean, you heard me. I think I may move to Vietnam to teach English. Girl. Yeah. Like, is that because. Yeah. It's I think, something I want to do or am I like running from having to, you know. Deal with. Deal with things like looking for a new job again. Yeah. As basic as that, you know, or yeah. a new girlfriend or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think part of it is the appeal of leaving something on your own terms of like, okay, I did this. I'm done now. Let's go on to something else and like, like propulse into the next part of something exciting mm-hmm. where no one knows me and I get to be mm-hmm. whoever I want to yeah. be and I get to start to from the beginning. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I love to, I love to restart. But I think, I do think that death also and grief also... It feels like that at first, but my hope is that it just, what I end up doing won't be as extreme as like what I want to do right now, but it'll reframe my priorities in a way that maybe it'll bring me closer to what I want by letting go of some of the things that seem less important now that I don't have her, you know? Mm And that shit takes time. And I'm like, yeah, oh, time, I just want to fast forward. Long time. Oh, God, right? Wouldn't that be great? It's you like know. that movie Click, I hear, is devastating. I never oh, watched it, though. I've never watched it either. It's, um, yeah, it's hard because I just want to make the right decisions. Like, I don't, I don't want to get a pet just because I'm, like, lonely. Um, and I'm trying to fill something. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Like, I just want to keep pet sitting and, like being able to be there for other people the way that I can and for myself the way that I was for Margo. Yeah, I think, yeah, focusing on yourself is good. But fuck, I do miss cuddling that dog. She was good, man. Yeah. She was a good one. She'd sit on here while we were podcasting. Little pup. Yeah, yeah. And towards the end, she wouldn't She wouldn't even leave me. It's like if I did anything with Keith, or Keith, with Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. The minute we sat down, she'd be begging at Nikki's feet to get up. And then she just want to be held the whole time. So I'm glad that I have like all of those. I have like all these videos and memories of her mm-hmm. and photos. Yeah. And I'm still updating her Instagram with a lot of stuff I didn't get to post. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, never gone. Anna kind of sent me like a little drawing, which was real cute of Margo. Mm-hmm. You can't keep a secret from a Scorpio, though, because the minute I got an email about whatever, I was, like, looking up phrases and names and figuring out Instagrams and reels and, like, figuring out, oh, this must be an art. And then I'm looking at, I'm, like, cross-referencing shit, and I'm, like, it's going to be, a, like, I knew it was going to be a Margot drawing before I got it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said it on my Instagram story before I opened it, and Anna was, like, we messaged each other. She was, like, when I saw you say that, I was, like, you yeah. fucking Scorpio bitch. <laughs> Yep. It's hard, man. It's hard to surprise us. Um, but yeah, so... You just don't like being surprised. It's just, you know... It's like when we watch TV shows, girl, you, you got to know how I it ends or guess, else you can't relax, I will girl. Get, like, I can't. That's part of the fun Literally, of I can't. Michelle said the other day she was laughing at me because we were watching the show called The Stranger. And um, 
And I'm trying to guess. I'm guessing like 30 girl, yeah, different possibilities. Like, just, I'm like, what if I, I was like that way that girl <laughs> smiled? I know she's bad. So she's got to be working. Do you think that Michelle's like, everyone's like, just watch. Just and watch I'm like, and enjoy it. I'm like, no, if I don't, I, this is why I love spoilers because if I know how it's going to end, this is why I always love seeing fan videos and stuff. I have an idea of where this might go. I can relax then and enjoy what's happening. Yeah, I don't know what, what's going on. Right? I won't I be like surprised. Psycho <laughs> quickly and be like, what is happening here? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I, uh, I can definitely tie it back to my childhood. Um, you just want to know what happens? I just want to know what happens. It's not even like, because I'll, I'll watch videos of people getting surprised and I'll cry. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I love that. I've surprised people before. I'm like all about it. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I think there's part of me that wants to know what's going to happen so that um, I know... I don't know. I don't know if I even want it to happen or if I, if I want to react to it and how I want to react to it. <laughs> um, I don't know what my face is likely to do if I don't, you know, pre-screen how it's going to move. I mean, you're just so used to, because, you know, whenever you talk about shows, I feel like you often have said that, some, you know, you've come across shows based on the fan videos that yeah. you've seen where, so you already, I already saw you come a glimpse, to like shows a glimpse. from their spoilers in a weird way. So, I do. Yeah. I do. And I always think of Misfits. I always think that's the specific... I, bitch, I saw a fan video of two people and I was like, who them, are like, these beautiful ass people fucking... And then fucking. I started the first episode and I was like, these Ooh, are not those characters, <laughs> but it has to happen. And so as things started to happen, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I see how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I feel like I'm a part of it. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. Like, I feel like a little god, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I, like, like I'm playing Sims, girl, like you've been, where it's just like, I can see where everything's happening, and I'm like, I feel at peace now that I know all the parts control. are moving. Yeah, it's, it's control. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, just want things the way I want them. You've been playing uh, Sims lately, and then Keith will say yeah. things like, what did you say the other day? Something about, I can't even Gotta get... take a shower or something? I don't know. You were like, oh, I just got a new top. Hell yeah, I just bought yeah, a new top. Yeah, he'll say things like I that. I just bought a new top. I just bought a new top, and I looked at him, <laughs> and part of my mind said, who the fuck says top in 2020? But I was like, you know what? It's a Capricorn. Who knows? And and I look at you, and I'm I'm like, did you get a new top, peeps? And you're like, oh, no, my Sims game. And then you continue to keep doing shit like that, where I, I would believe you. Do, I was continuing to do my own me. I would believe you. You're speaking You're in first person. <laughs> You're speaking in first person. And I'm just, I'm just gullible. Ooh, I'm like, whatever your, you say. Your, your meat beef. Can you smell my meat? Mm-hmm. Nah, listen, you don't just know. Just start smelling it. Good. I'm making a pot roast. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Roast some pot. Yeah, yeah, Um... What was I going to say? Well, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a departure since I've been eating McDonald's for like fucking two months straight. I think you, know? uh, you were saying about how I was buying, like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to work in first my person, Then I'm like, wait, what? Sh- oh, no, you go, I just applied for a job. I just applied for a job. Or I just got a, I just got a, <laughs> I just got a job um, at a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. You said I just got a barista job. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, did you peeps? Like being like being supportive and curious. And supportive, but also, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, listen, I'd be down for you. Because, bitch, if you work at a coffee house, yeah. I'm getting free coffee. Girl, there's a part of me that's like thinking of. That's not a bad job at I all. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm so glad that I'm in therapy. I don't yeah. know where I would be without that guiding star. You could try on little part-time jobs for fun, girl. But I think, yeah, I mean, even the last girl I was seeing that I, I'll, I won't even talk about till next episode. But, um. She even was like, "Why don't you just like get a job at yeah, like coffee shop or yeah, something where you a don't job def- where you, you don't, don't have to, to like 
plan think every too much every part of it yeah or you know not necessarily not think too much but that there is Our a there's um this is my experience of it because when i sometimes because always, grass is always greener so as someone that works at home and is like doing their own stuff there's so much freedom in what i do and it's incredible and it's great and whatever mm-hmm. and there's so much power that i can have within this spirit the space of it but there's also this like constant like I'm doing everything and I have to think of everything and I have to make yeah, everything. Yeah. And the idea yeah. of being in a job where it's like these are the 10 things you do. Yes. We're going over how you do them mm-hmm. and you can be doing this. You get to a point where you're doing it and you've done it so long. You can be making grocery lists in your fucking head. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of just not having to be Structure. in control of the entire brand of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but also then I remember dealing with people and I'm like, oh no, because someone would talk some shit to me and I would look at them like that, uh, that TikTok that I played the other day where he's like, I'm not saying that they deserve to die, but God's timing is always (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So TikTok shout out. I'm cool. Like the kids. Um, yeah, I just signed into my TikTok account. (laughs) I've already had three videos taken I'm down for community guidelines. I'm trying so hard guidelines. to not get into it. I'm trying so hard to not They won't get let into me say it. the word dick. I'm mad about it. Ugh. Uh, why do the children yeah, trying like, to have something that I can't have? <laughs> I miss, you know, it's so funny because I, you know, I mean, this is just going back, but like, you know, when, when YouTube was in the Wild West where like people were posting anything. Yeah, they were. I remember thinking like, this isn't going to last. Like yeah. this is going to grow to a point where... Everything is that, yeah. And now we're pretty much there where like all the corporations have sunk their teeth into it. Here's the thing. I don't understand what to make. There's like such a, you know, when you upload a video now, you have to like say whether or not this is intended for children, which is interesting. I know there's a thing that happened. I don't, I guess, know the details of it, but like, yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, this is like, there is now we have to like self, we have to self say like, like point out like are are there any bad words is there any sensitive content is there any this 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 and you have to say if it's for kids but here's the thing if you say it's for kids if you're making kids related content from my understanding a lot of those people have lost like jojo's jojo siwa wow the bitch with the bows you know the girl <laughs> that's I don't not, think I've watched not, a not bitch in a negative way in a loving way yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the bench with this, the bows bitch, yeah yeah um she, uh, this millionaire child, uh, she, I think all of her things were taken off. Like, I think like ch- child only channels are losing monetization, are losing features. So t- here's my question. Why? Here's my question for YouTube. And I say this as someone who has like done a bunch of stuff with Google yeah. and like has given a bunch of feedback and has talked to people that are very fucking high up. Who's that kid that opened toys? Here's, oh, I don't, I don't know. Maddie's I don't know fucking, <laughs> It sounds like a kid's name Maddie whatever uh, I don't know But That whole thing Is really Cracking down On the fact That there are Children in videos And they can't Really control I think It was kind it of came like after pervy shit Going on Yeah there's like Weird specif- Specifically Like focused Child content That I think Was like Not really Children's content there was Some animated cartoons That were very yeah, so uh, I think it's that. <laughs> I think it's also probably YouTube trying to figure out like the the moral implications and the legal implications of people that do family vlogs that have children in videos that really aren't giving permission. Like, do they need to give permission? Like, um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I also think it just seems like YouTube slash Google. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so clear. They just want to automate things. Like, they don't want to. Which I get. But here's the question that I have. I'll put a human in charge of, like, anything. How? 
No, the problem is they have two, they have so many humans doing so many things, but it's still not enough to on an individual level deal with them. They have to automate it because there's so many yes. people uploading content, right? Right, right. But the problem that I as a creator face is what am I supposed to make? Because I can't make stuff that's too adult, right? I can't, they don't want me saying like, fuck, they don't want me talking about dick. They don't want me talking about LGBT. They don't want me talking about racism. They don't want me talking about anything that's pop culture or newsworthy that may be slightly sensitive to anyone. Right. But then I can't make stuff that's directed or even available for children. What am I supposed to make? Like what age group am I supposed to be talking to and how? Like I don't, so there's, so I look at YouTube and I'm like, YouTube is definitely a place where you can, I'll always see YouTube as a free place to put your portfolio and your content and, you know, to have it up readily and easily and freely available. But for making money on YouTube, I don't understand how that's happening without doing brand deals. Right, right. Yeah, you know, you need sponsors. I don't understand. And so at that point, it's like, well, is YouTube even the place to build this up? Because YouTube's starting to feel like, YouTube is starting to feel in some ways like when a brand comes to you and, you know, they want you to like use Snapchat and like all these other things, it feels like YouTube's like a MySpace now. It's like, mm. it's the oldest thing here and it, we know it's successful, but your shit's probably going to do better on TikTok or Instagram than mm. it is on YouTube. Mm. And if I'm also not making money on YouTube, it kind of is like, well, what is, what's the, what do I focus on the most? Do you get, um, sponsors for Instagram story posts? I've, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Is it not as common as like YouTube? It's just one of the things they tie into like, you'll do something for YouTube and they also want you to do stuff on other platforms. But Mm. my views will be more on another platform probably. And it probably won't be demonetized and be hidden in search results. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I think everyone's (laughs) trying to figure out what, what you're supposed to do, what you can do. I just feel like it's just, it's, oh, it's always not always, but it's, it's now this weird... And the people that thrive are like... Competition between... Logan Paul. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> the average person who just wants to make something on the internet. Yeah. And the potential for that individual to become a millionaire. Yeah. And so it feels like the YouTubes and like the, the corporations both want that, but uh-huh. also I feel like don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they want people to come and be successful, but like not too successful. And not well, too many because people. what happens every time someone becomes too successful is they start doing reckless shit because they True. and then, then they get they tied get back to it. being a YouTuber. So YouTube is like, yes, use this platform. Yes, you're finding success, but the minute that you start doing stuff that Google itself can't sanction as Google mm. representative, then that's the disconnect because they didn't, no one gave a fuck about Jake Paul and Logan Paul doing whatever until all of a sudden that shit was in bylines in different countries because Mm. of it being the trash that it was. Right. So interesting. So I think at that point, you know, when you're, when you're building like, like, um, like Lily or Lila or anyone where it's like, um, you're still within a realm that's kind of like family friendly, but cool, but a little edgy. And they like Google's cool with that. But then once you get into another era, the idea of YouTube being associated with you, Google always bears the brunt of that. They're all, everyone's Mm -hmm. always like, why don't you shut this down? What Mm -hmm. happened? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's a big, then you guys start making decisions about, okay, well, what do we shut down and how does that apply across the board now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't envy Google's job. I'm sure it's a nightmare. I do not envy it. Um, 
But aren't you glad they forced us into the studio now, the YouTube studio? Oh, beta God, that's no longer beta, beta but still has I talk like about beta all the time beta-esque i know and i'm like just it, <laughs> every time i log in i'm like i don't know where anything is i'm just trying to get this thing it up, takes man. so long to load even the beta i'm mean, just like uh, no it's not even the beta anymore. i got notes secure your account of course all emails sent from youtube come from at youtube or at google to keep your channel safe from phishing verify the email address before clicking links in any email secure your account now see this feels shady like what what is i don't know this I don't know why we're still. I, I don't know why we're still in beta. I just wanted to, to oh, figure itself out. Step. First of all, I'm in the wrong. Anyway, this is as interesting as this is getting. Yeah, I feel like it's time going. to say goodbye for this episode. Yeah, I think you're right, girl. We've, we've gone almost we're going. We're going. We're going in places. Um, I want to give a shout out to a lot of our Patreon BBs um, who probably haven't heard from us this month, and we're back. We're, we're here. Back. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I, I think part of me was dreading making the first episode because I knew what we were gonna have to talk about, and I didn't I didn't want to cry, know, I but I also was like, and it's also a big reason why I haven't been making any YouTube videos. I recorded a YouTube video six <coughs> times. Earliest versions of it have Margot in it before mm. January first because I was just talking about what was coming up in life and how it'd been a really hard year with Margot and how I was you know I didn't even know it was coming, <laughs> and so. So going back and every, everyone I've shot was like 40 minutes of me just babbling. And so I've not been looking forward to even looking back at that, but I think I just need to make like the seventh version of it and be like, look, I tried to make this six times. Here's a few highlights from it. Mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm going through it. You'll, you'll, you'll do a good job. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to Sarah McCoy. But you sound like a cowboy. I love it. Sarah McCoy. Sarah McCoy. McAvoy. Almost. <laughs> What's that name? McAvoy. James McAvoy. That's who you're thinking of. You're thinking of an actor. Like that was the name of the guy from Sarah, Cup. the old time Corral McCoy. We have Tessa stream every song on goddamn Spotify Violet. And we have Brett New Dick Newman. If you're not checking out Tessa Violet's new album, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Get into it. That bitch hides secrets inside of things. Like every day on Facebook, I get a notification being like, Tessa Violet set up a new event. Tessa Violet is, <laughs> Tessa Violet is who I wish Taylor Swift was. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to hurt because Tessa Violet is a Taylor Swift fan. I think Tessa's face is in that Taylor Swift. I watched Taylor, I have to say her full name, Taylor Swift. I watched the little Netflix thing and I liked it. Yeah. As someone who's not really <laughs> been a fan necessarily. I think I just was a little, I just came in a little too late. Like she was coming up and I was like, I don't care about teenage country shit. Mm-hmm. I was in a different realm. And, um, you know, I've partaken in some of the the drama of she's, just like watching it happen. Just but whatever to me. I mean, but I do have an appreciation for uh, that. Again, not a job I envy. No. Not a job that I <laughs> even want. Mm-hmm. And um, all I know is that the most important person in that documentary is Tessa Violet in a crowd of people when uh, that Taylor bench uh, shows up with some butterfly shit on a random building. You know, I just I see. See Tessa's face, and I'm 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 here for Tessa's face she and just Tessa's like music. Background, or was she like? Did she oh, it's just say like something? A, it's just a blip. It's just a blip. Yeah, you okay. can't. Even, I mean, I think Tessa literally posted a photo where she would like circle her face. Hmm. But I had known that Tessa was in there because I was looking for her by confiner until she posted a photo. Yeah. But I knew she was in there because I was watching her Instagram story. Who is this person? Is there someone? Are you gardening? Are you did that man just grab? He's grabbing flowers off of this flower. bush. I wonder if he's. Uh, oh, are you going for a little romance? A little romance. Wasn't that nice? You know, I've realized that like we have all these plants around here that we don't tend to. Just, it's no. just like garden. We, no, we have we have landscape. And some of them got like flowers and stuff. And I'm like, bitch, I can make myself a bouquet. No one even fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. man just inspired that me. Mom, or that mom. That mom. Your mom. 
I think even tried taking a lime or something. She did or? off a tree and it was disgusting. And and I always talk about it because she always tries to do it again. I'm like, bitch, I don't think you know how these are being grown. You can't. You don't even know if these are yeah, ripe or if they're good. I don't know if the, the, the soil is as nutritious. Just, as that one just would shows hope, you the fucking you know? the Midwest trust walking in here being like, I'll just pluck this from a tree. I have no concerns about anything. I'm like, bitch, it's gonna have so many pesticides in it. You don't even know, mom. Yeah. Bless her. Uh, we also have Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Ramirez. Andrew with the the Siri on top, Shiree, Ricardo, it's too much Barajas, Rachel, Lee Cook, Gregory, she's all that, and Sam, it's too much as well, Brodeur. Yeah. Too much for both Remember of you. Remember when we watched Clueless a few weeks ago? Um, all right, here's uh, I do. some of that background. Sam the Tuckening. Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Kyle Eakey, oh, Libby Root, Kat Cotto, Dean Downer, it adds, to the, it adds to the appeal. Dean Downer, Valerie Hasbum, Ramla Hussein, Teresa Morales, and Kate. Shout out to all of our Patreon BBs. We appreciate you. Appreciate, love you. Love you. Mermaid pod's still going this year. Yeah, it's still here. I'm sorry if some people were um, sorry if I made you cry. They were tweet. Oh, what tweet? Oh, about you leaving. What what were you talking about? Yeah, about me. Well, not me leaving. Oh, when you were like, I'm open to to travel. You know that maybe not relocation. I'm open to relocation. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were. I um, saw. So I, I got saw, like one or two things being like, so what is this like you better not leave Megan. Pod. Yeah, I think Dylan. Listen, I just need to make some more, more money and then you can leave me all you want <laughs> because I got plans for that second bedroom. <laughs> oh, say that one more time. I wasn't listening. I said, you can, once I have enough money, you can leave me all you want. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> when are you going to have enough money? I don't know. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> 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 I wish I had enough money. Listen, I'll keep this shit going as long as it pays. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm in no rush for, listen, I will say if I hadn't been crying and depressed every day, the month being here, it was, I became very used to just like, I'm up, I'm naked, I'm walking around, yeah. like, nice having a place to you yourself. know, it was, it, it is nice. It's like every mess I know is my mess and I am like, I gotta fucking clean it up. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, it's all on you. And it's all on me. And so, you know, it was nice, but, um, now you're back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been watching, we've been blowing through Angel. and we, we watched Angel in the weirdest order. We'll talk about it in the next episode. It's because we were finishing Buffy. Because we also watched Buffy. We've done a lot of things. Dang, we did a lot over this in a month. month. We ate a lot of fries. Lock and key. Ate a lot of fries. We had some fries. So many fries. A lot of fries. To the point where I'm like, we're oh, now I'm addicted. I'm, I'm, oh, like, we're coming back I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the little mouse that's just hitting the bar. Like, give me more pellets, bitch. <laughs> like, every day I'm like, I'm not going to use Postmates today. I delete it. I re-download it at some point Girl. because I'm like, fuck. Because I did use it. I've been using it. And I'm like, I don't have a job. Yeah, I need to stop. But sometimes it's like. I didn't get like, any income this month because we didn't. Yeah, we didn't podcast. Sometimes, else. sometimes, um, it could have been your that podcast. That could have been your podcast, Money Girl. What? <laughs> You're like $150. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, could have been, or it could have been your food money. It's, it's my one, <laughs> yeah, it's my one to two Postmates a month I get now. Yeah, is, we're only going to Postmates from what we make from the podcast, and we'll let you know each in month. Fact, yeah. <laughs> We'll go straight to our food. Yeah, we should have like a jar. like a like a joint podcast account that has exactly where our address is because it's so complicated, oh, and then yeah. we just log oh, God. in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, we'll see you in the next episode. I'm sorry if I made you cry, but I'm not sorry. No, so. yeah, we're back. It's 2020, girls, and uh, yeah, gave you a little motion. Upward and onwards, hopefully. Upward yeah. and onward. We'll see. All right. Good night. Mm-hmm. And goodbye. Mm-hmm.